are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. And welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. Unlike Porkman, who has just left the stream. For some <laughs> That's okay. We have a great guest tonight. We'll get to him shortly, but joining us, like always, because he likes being on the stream, we have Nate Christian. How's it going, Nate? I, I love being on this stream. I love being on this podcast. Apparently, some people don't love it as much, so uh, that's, just, that's just too bad. It's a shame. Another guy that loves being here is Chevin Nooney. How's it going, Chev? Doing good, man. I guess Porkman couldn't keep up with that still reserve, but give a shout out to my boy Evan Brown. He got me this What's the Crack shirt from Ireland. So thanks, Evan. Love it. Shout out to Evan. Um, well, Porkman wants to come back in, but he's going to have to wait a minute. Uh, we have joined us <laughs> from the Dynasty Nerd crew. We got Nick Piavano. Did I say it right? You got it. Nailed it. Awesome. And you can find him on Twitter at Dynasty Stump. He's a fantastic guy. Uh, but before Porkman starts marking out, who is, I learned that is not a friend of his, uh, we have Porkman finally joining us again. And welcome, Porkman. How are we? I'm well. Uh, <laughs> my computer is stupid. That so, was the just... biggest letdown of this podcast. Like, Porkman, I could see him flailing his arms in the spine. Oh, man. <laughs> this makes me want to drink. How you doing, Porkman? Drink still reserve. Um, well, all right, let's look at this. So, Porkman is made. First of all, I don't care. This is, whoa, this is whoa, smooth, whoa, Mike. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You can turn your mic down a bit. Chill bro. out a little bit, bud. <laughs> I know you like that beer and all, but chill, buddy. It's delicious. I told you the microphone does the amplifying for you. So you don't have to <laughs> First of all, I'm not even yelling. I was just really close to it, okay? Which one does he like more, steel reserves or bacon? I can't tell at the moment. It's bacon. It's a tie. Oh, is it tie? Oh, wow. All right, so Porkman, since we have you on solo layout right now, can you take another sip for the guys over at uh, Drinking and Talking Fantasy? Porkman yeah. is stacking up and drinking a steel reserve. Um, yeah, I would rather not. But 10 out of 10, we'll recommend. A 10 a greasy out of 10 take. Would recommend. <laughs> greasy take for sure. So let's. Um, Very greasy. Let's uh, just check in with some people in the chat. We got Shane Manila from Dynasty Trades HQ. Uh, he wants some coffee from the intern. So Shane likes iced coffee. So make sure you get that right. Pops Nooney. Um, Pops actually has two of his sons on this podcast, Porkman and Shevin. Um, he's checking right. saying happy Friday night. Uh, no, Shane, Porkman's not missing limbs. I don't know what's going on down there. And uh, Alexa <laughs> Della Rocco is saying, hopefully I said your last name right. Uh, love y'all. We love you too. And Curtis Samuel to the Jags. Book it. I would love that. Very much, and Mitch is saying he wants to know if we're talking more wide receivers again tonight. Technically, yes, but none with the last name of uh, more. So it's more of a Brown tonight, I think. I guess I should have named it. What can Brown do for you? But I think ahead. I, I I have time. I could change it. It has the podcast hasn't been uploaded. Once yet. you go Brown, you don't go back. Well, and and we lost Porkman. 
So, well, <laughs> we're not going back. She oh, doesn't like you very much. Shane wants to know, uh, Nick, do you have any arms? He can't. Oh, do I have arms? I've yeah. got two. He does. Ten digits is well, twenty digits if you count the feet. We're all normal, top to bottom. Don't you worry. All right, very good. Um, so maybe eventually Porkman will grace us with his presence again. Um, but Nick, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, about Dynasty Nerds, and I understand that you're developing something over there as well. Sure. Yeah. Um, let's see. I've been with the Nerds for about a year now. I think actually, yeah, just a year, a couple of days ago. Um, and what I do for them is product manager of the Dynasty GM. Hopefully that you all know and yeah. love. If not, you should check it out. Um, if you haven't heard of it, it's basically a tool where you can sync leagues from all different kinds of sites like MFL, Sleeper, Flea Flicker, View, everything in one place. You got a trade calculator, league analyzer, so you have teams in your league stack up, team portfolio to see how your own team looks, player shares, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, and we do have a three-day free trial. You don't even have to put a credit card. So truly is risk-free. Um, so yeah, I, I got to recommend that. But um, besides that, I'm from New Jersey, big Jets fan. Adam Gase is dead, and that is the best news I've had in a long time. That's so good. <laughs> You know, it's funny you're talking about the trade calculator. I noticed a couple things with trade calculators. When you are trying to get a trade done, people will always say, well, look, this trade calculator says it's really fair. They'll be the same people that will also say later on, I don't care about your trade calculator. I'm not doing this trade no matter what. <laughs> I just right. think it's just one of those funny things that you see happening in um, the Dynasty, especially the fantasy community, especially with Dynasty. Um, but that's awesome, Nick. That's great. Um, not so awesome about big a Jets fan, I guess. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's it's been good. tough. Better days. The, the Dynasty bright. GM tool is awesome. Mm -hmm. In is the season, fire? I used it like just about every day. Whether it was a trade calculator or I just liked watching my team as the season <laughs> went on and the players that I had picked get better. My team goes from like 10th out of 12 to like <laughs> Six out of twelve to four. Oh, to 12. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like one of the top three teams in the league. I'm like I was ahead of the curve. It's yeah. a beautiful thing. Look at you. Workman, how you how you doing over there with that steel reserve, bud? I'm fine. You over there making ugly faces last week. I'm doing oh. well. Oh. oh what's Nick got? Yeah, what are you drinking, Nick? Take a guess. It's as boring as it gets, Coors Light. That's uh <laughs> I love Coors Light. I'm thirsty, oh, you, so you put Coors Light like in a highball glass? Uh, it's because there was one Coors Light left and my roommate asked for it and I went to the fridge. There was one left. So I said, you're getting half, buddy. And I'm taking the other half. <laughs> <All right. laughs> and we're now like, out, of, out of beer. So bougie with uh, that Coors Light. <laughs> hey, look, he spruced it up. Give the guy credit. You know spruced what I, mean? it up. No, I, made I made dinner and I take half a beer. That's fair is yeah. fair. That works. That works. You should have taken the whole beer if you made that. That's why. <laughs> um, Dynasty beer calculator right there. There you go. There go. But I'm here. Surprise, Jake and Good Dustin trade. haven't thought of that yet. Um, <clears throat> hey, let's talk some rookies. Uh, let, let's let's do it up. So first, we're going to start with Amon Ra St. Brown. He's from USC. He stands six foot one, one hundred ninety-five pounds. I'm going to forewarn you: um, if Ray Garvin is listening, be careful with what you're saying. He will slide in your DM and tell you how wrong you are. Um, but over his career at USC, played in 30 games, 178 catches, 2,270 yards. So he averaged 12.8 yards per reception. 
and 16 total touchdowns. Nothing super crazy on the ground. Nine carries, 69 yards, and one touchdown. That's it. Nick, we're going to start with you. What do you think about Amon Ross St. Brown? Yeah, I'm a pretty big fan of his. Um, I like his build. I I have trouble getting into receivers much shorter than 6'1", personally. So that's that's a number I like to see. Um, you know, he was young, broke out as a freshman. So he was doing it out there with guys much older than him. And that's another thing I'm definitely looking at to see how you can fare in the NFL. You know, you're going to have a lot of guys older than you as a rookie. And I think he proved he can kind of do it as a rookie there. Um, I know they only had three touchdowns his rookie season, but he put up 750 yards and, and he looks pretty good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's had three solid years, I would say. I mean, this year with six games, it's kind of hard to tell much. Um, but last year, broke over 1,000 yards, added six touchdowns to that. And, uh, yeah, I think it's he's just a young stud, and I'm, I'm excited to see him at the next level. I think he's – I kind of have a big five receivers in my head, and he's probably right outside of that on that next level. Okay. Based on what you're saying, can I – just assume that from last season you were a Brian Edwards fan as well. Bigger body receiver, early breakout age. Yep, that's pretty spot on. Okay. Now my question for you is you said that you don't you don't like receivers under six one. Do you have a specific reason for that? Did somebody that you drafted in the past burn you or Yeah, it's more just as a tiebreaker, you know. If if a guy's shorter and, and much better, that that's where I'll lean. But as a tiebreaker, if I can see a guy who's big and can go up and high point the ball, um, especially the way the NFL is trending, pass interference, you know, if you can jump up and go for that ball, you're gonna you're gonna start moving the chains and get more targets. So, it's it's more of a tiebreaker than than a hard and fast rule. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, you want to talk about size and high pointing? Um, I will gladly trade you any JJR Sega Whiteside chairs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Eagles fan. I'm, I'm <laughs> so six one's your cutoff. My, my next question to you is what, what are your thoughts? We talked about him last week. I think we we're all relatively high on him. Your thoughts on Kadarius, Tony, just going back real quick. I mean, we're talking an inch difference and Amon Ross St. Brown is two pounds heavier. So they're pretty close, but do you know, I mean, have you scouted Kadarius Tony at all yet? Honestly, not really. So, Gonna be hard to have a real opinion on that. I think he looks pretty good, but I haven't I haven't dived in quite enough yet. Oh well look at this. Um what are your thoughts on this? I actually want everyone's thoughts on this. Shane Manila from Trades HQ saying he's the wide receiver three of this class. Wow. I'm assuming that Shane's talking about Amon Ross St. Brown. That's spicy. That is That's I, a Ray I Garvin take right there. Yeah, I don't That's know. Spicy. Ooh, I hope Ray doesn't slide into my DMs for this, but I, I can't put Amon Ross St. Brown at wide receiver three. Seems like some Bateman slander to me and a few others. Yeah. yeah, can't, can't do it. But listen, hey, Shane, if that's your take and you want to stick to it, man, stand by it. That's the way I see it. So I'm um, curious. Who's a, who's ahead of them, Shane? Let us know who you got ahead of him. Yes. Oh, I'm curious too. to see that. Um, so let's go to you guys. Who wants to talk about Amon Ross St. Brown? Tell me what you see. Tell me what you like. Um, I don't think Pork was so high on him. Nate, why don't we start with you on this one? All right. So – I'm in Ross St. Brown. He was a five-star prospect coming out of high school. So like what Nick was talking about, this guy has produced at every single level. He's always been a high producer um, since very early. You know, I thought he was a very solid prospect. He does just about everything pretty well. 
Um, but, you know, he doesn't have anything special about him in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just there at wide receiver 11 for me. So, I mean, I'm not down on him necessarily, but I'm also not propping him up as like a top five wide receiver in this, this class. So, the he was he's good at getting released from the slot. I think he's kind of stuck at the slot at the NFL. He's, he's got the, you know, the frame to be an outside receiver, but he does not have any functional strength to be an outside receiver in the NFL. A lot of times he'd be running his route and he would just get called up on a cornerback and uh, not have any separation. So in mm-hmm. the NFL, I think he's going to be limited to the slot, even though he's six foot one, I think that's just where he's going to be, but he has great route running. So I could see him kind of a, uh, well, I don't think he has a ceiling, but I could see him in a similar role to like Keenan Allen when he came into the league, coming out of the slot, running good routes, and uh, kind of being a wide receiver two slash three on a team. And while not breaking out like a, a top rookie wide receiver, I could see him in a really good, solid season to start off. And then just probably, you know, plateau around a wide receiver three, I think, in the NFL. I think he's mm-hmm. got that PPR upside, but. You know, Porkman's gone. You know. <laughs> he didn't like the take there. No, he did, I guess he likes <laughs> maybe he likes St. Brown more than I am. Um, hey, listen, before... but, hey, it's a family of NFL players. I mean, Equinamius is already in the NFL, and uh, their other brother Osiris is uh, playing somewhere. I can't remember. Would are you guys ready for me to get toasted? Would you like to know my scouting comparison for Amon Ross St. Brown? Just watching college, who he reminded me of. Justin Jefferson. Not as Whoa. good as Justin Jefferson. But I saw um I saw some Justin Jefferson in his game. Yeah, Chev's out. Um I feel like he's a guy that might that's gonna get pegged as one thing. Nate, like you're saying, like a slot receiver, but can do a little bit of everything. Um I see some similarities in the game. And I'm not gonna say he's as good. I just see some similarities here. I mean, I understand from a he's a slightly Bigger slot receiver, right? Has a similar play style. I just don't think he's nearly as talented as Justin Jefferson. I, it, I did see just some similarities. So, yep. uh, feel free to add me on Twitter because that'll tell me that you are listening. Um, some people checking in. Travis, you'll go check out the uh, True North Fantasy Football podcast after Trav fixes that Avi. He's sideways <laughs> there. Uh, Seth from the Back Row Cowboys show checking in saying a little late but what's up guys check out the back row cowboy show if you're into that sort of thing um him and adam great guys they do a fantastic podcast i'm trying to be nice because it is the cowboys podcast i have listened a few times and they do a fantastic job um sean's making the eyeball emoji i don't know you know porkman do you just not want to be on this podcast yo sean what? sean hop on and take pork spot <laughs> seriously come on no but for i'm on st brown man i don't I don't know about Justin Jefferson there, Mike. I might have to disagree on that one, but we, we could agree to disagree. I do not see the dog in that guy, man. I think he's a good player, like Nate said. I think he does a lot of the things really good, but I don't see the physicality. I don't see him. I see him getting bullied a lot. Yep. And I that's not something I really want to see in one of my wide receivers. Uh he does a really good job of finding the zones. I think he's a really, really smart player in that aspect. Uh, he does a really good job in just getting those catches real quick. Oh, Pops, you're not supposed to tell anybody, man. Good job, bud. <laughs> um, but I think he's a good player. I don't have him as high as I think a lot of other people do. Um, but I, I think he can definitely find a good landing spot and hopefully have a, a nice little career, probably a wide receiver two, a wide receiver three, uh, most likely in the 
the higher end of the wide receiver two range, in my opinion. Do you guys think that we put too much stock on some of these rookies? Like we almost expect everybody's going to come in and be a wide receiver one or running back one. Like not everybody can be in the top 12 of their position. They just can't. And it's hard. I mean, you're coming into a game that you haven't played against. These are grown men. This is not college football anymore. Uh, So it's, it's, it's not hard to really watch film and guess who's going to be good, but there's some guys that could be in between, in my opinion. Yeah. And I don't really see Amon St. Round being one of those guys that can just come in and light it up. Pork, yeah. I know you weren't a huge fan of Amon Ross St. Brown. Do you want to save what you have to say for some of the other players then? Also because you keep popping in and out. No, my freaking computer is acting stupid. It's fine. I think I'm back on now. I just <laughs> that's probably what it is. Um I'm kinda with Chev with this one as well. I really didn't see anything that like popped. I did see like the one run play where he ran over that linebacker or safety and kept on running. That was a cool play. He looked kind of strong there. But other than that, um I was very underwhelmed with a little bit of his route running. Uh he looked pretty he looked really good uh, on deep routes. But the underneath stuff I think he needs to approve on a little bit more. So um I think he just probably like a development piece. Like Nate said, like a number two or number three guy in a depth chart that can move, help move the chains, big body guy. Uh, but nobody that's going to particularly wow me for right now. Um, just they development. Do some, might be they better. do some crazy stuff, though. And these guys are smart. They learn like so many different languages. They're some smart kids. Those Brown, Equimia St. Brown, and all of them are super smart. I mm-hmm. read an article about them a while back, and they learn like three different languages. So. Hey, he's got that on him. He's got a good head on him. He's got a good brain. So maybe that will get him farther. I mean, we've seen it. I think he needs just to – he really needs to add some strength. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's mm-hmm. getting bodied yep. up there. That's why he's stuck in the slot at the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, like watching a guy run his route and then halfway through his route get stuck on a cornerback. Like, mm-hmm. once you get moving, you shouldn't get stuck on a cornerback. That happens mm-hmm. at the line of scrimmage. But I'm in Ross St. Brown halfway through his route gets stuck on cornerbacks. And that's just something that, you know, I mean, maybe the weight room can fix, fix it, but it's concerning to me. And that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on uh, to another Brown. And we have Diami. Is it Diami or Diami? It doesn't matter. Diami Brown. That's what we're saying for now. He's from <laughs> the University of North Carolina. Um, he will be drafted by Nick because he's 6'1 and 185. Um, he played 32 games in his collegiate career, 123 receptions for 2,306 yards, which averaged 18, 18.7 yards per reception, 21 touchdowns, and he amassed a whopping one carry for two yards. So, yeah, definitely of note. So, hey, he would finish his collegiate career with 0.2 fantasy points in the rushing category. <laughs> if you won a game by point two, then you would be happy about it. So, anyway, Nick, let's start with you. Your thoughts on Diami Brown? Yeah, I'm a fan. Um, I see explosion from him. Um, this is the kind of guy I want. I want to target in a rookie draft. You know, I wonder where he winds up going. Feel like he's around like a in one QB league, late second rounder at this point, probably early third. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to be all over him at that spot. Um, just the yards per reception. He was 94th percentile yards per reception, um, 20.1 yards per catch. And yeah, that's what I want at the NFL level. If he can land on a good offense with a quarterback who can hit him when he's, when he's free, um, 
I think he could be electric from day one. Uh, he's got the size, he's got the speed. Um, yeah, and kind of the the size with the big play is nice. He's a guy that I could see being shorter, but he's not, and he's got the body and can still stretch those plays out. So he had 400-yard games last year. The other guy we're about to talk about only had one. Um, that's <laughs> stuff I like to see. Um, what I will say is I like he's not he's not just a possession receiver he could be really explosive great ability to get behind the secondary too the one knock I will say before I kick it over to you guys I feel like he could fight a little bit harder for his extra yardage after the first contact happens Um, that's really the only knock his blocking wasn't fantastic but it was good enough to allow a running back to get by, which really, you know, I guess you don't want to block too hard too because you could get flagged for holding. So yeah, I would just get injured. I, I think his blocking was actually really good. I he saw did. him blocking a whole bunch of times down the field. So I think, to me, I think that's one of his strong points in okay. my opinion. Would you say it's better than Quintez Cephas's blocking? Yeah. He's like my standard for <laughs> watching your block. I love that's like the ceiling. Yeah, come on, man. It's it's Cephas <laughs> bust for me. That's it. He's like the best run blocking wide receiver the past couple of years, man. He was so good. Like we're watching film on Cephas, and I'm like, look at him block. Look at him go out there. Yeah, I was, one of them on the Ravens. Yeah, he would have been, Ravens he would have been good. really good on the Ravens. They could have had really, him. really good. Um, well, I'll tell you what, Chev. Let's kick it over to you next. Then you talk to me about Diami. Yeah, so Diami Brown, man, I think he's an incredible athlete. I think his burst off the line is really good when he's wanting to do so. Uh, when he knows it's not a play for him, he kind of takes it off a little bit, which is okay. But <laughs> I'd love to see him go a little bit harder. Um, I kind of worried about his hands a little bit. It uh, seems like he had a lot of crucial drops when people were coming up against him. Uh, that kind of mm-hmm. worries me in the NFL because he's probably not going to get as much separation as he did. Uh, so those nice contested catches might not be there in the NFL if he's getting scared. I don't know if he's scared or not, but it just sounds like he gets a little bit nervous when footsteps are around him, and I've seen some crucial jobs there. But this dude is a big play waiting to happen, man. He kind of reminds me a little bit of a little Kenny Galladay, not as good at contested catches, but somebody that can make a huge play down the field uh, at any moment in the game. He just seems like a dude that thrives on that. Uh, like you said, he's 20 – 20 yards per reception or something like that, which is insane. Yep. Mike, how big is this guy? 6'1", 85. Yep. See, that's crazy. He because bigger than that. He does. And when I watch him, he looks like he's a dog. He's got the fight to go block. He wants to be in the game at all time. And I, I'm on Ross St. Brown. Is, or I said that right, yeah. He is like 195, and I don't see that in him. So that kind of pushes me to put Yami ahead of him because I think he can do that. But I think um, St. Brown might just be a little bit smarter and better in contested catches areas, in my opinion. But I love Diami. I think he's a great player. Uh, if he can sure up his hands, which kind of is e- not an easy fix, but it's something you can really work on and get better at. So I'm, ex- yeah, I'm excited for him. I think he can do really well, especially, I mean, he's getting drafted later in the rounds. There's a good chance you're going to go to a good team uh, that has a good quarterback. I mean, if you're a guy that's getting drafted early, you're going to a team that has an unproven quarterback probably, and you don't really know what you're getting. Uh, so if he can land in a good spot, he could be uh, some trouble in the NFL, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Oh, Maddie's going to like this. I'd love to see him on the, the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny G. I'd like to see him on the Bills with Diggs. That would be lethal. 
Oof. Gabriel Davis, man. Yeah. That'd be gross. Buy Gabriel Davis now if you can. Yeah. What if he joins his brother in Green Bay? That'd be great. (laughs) Right across from Adams? That's his brother? You're talking about Equinemius? That's Equinemius. Joins the other brother. Uh, you talk about another brother. Brother. another brother pork. <laughs> no. <laughs> we talking about? We know about that pork. We know. We know. <laughs> Dude, we just say brother these days. You know, come on. My fault. My B. All right, uh, mother, mother, mother. Pork, Do you have anything to add to that? Um, that Chef didn't touch on. Yeah, Chef pretty much um, hit on everything, so I don't want to be too redundant. Um, my my biggest thing was his hands. I think if he was to become more of a hands catcher than a body catcher for me, that would be paramount for him to <clears throat> to jump over to the next tier in this class. But seeing that he does catch with his body, when you have contested catches, that gives more that gives more space for the corner to put his hand in and knock that ball out a little bit easier. But other than that, the guy's a stud in my opinion. Yeah. Um. I don't know. What, what do you guys think? I feel like he prototyped as an outside wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah. Not a slot. Yeah, sure. mm-hmm. yeah. He has the long speed. Yeah. Um, all right. Then if we have nothing else to add to that, we're going to go to our last Nate. one. Oh, I'm Nate sorry. Skip Nate. I haven't got to let me talk, right. man. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. This is like last year all over again. Oh, no. <laughs> when, he was the, when Nate was a new guy, he was like, yeah, let's go to the next person. Nate, what would you like to add about Diami Brown? Yeah, okay. Diami Brown, we we know he has great speed, gets behind the defense. And the reason he gets behind the defense so well is he stacks cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. You know, he goes inside, outside, and release doesn't matter. He has a variety of moves. And then he gets on the outside, on the other side of the cornerback, you know, giving his quarterback plenty of room to throw. Because then that puts Brown in a position to catch it inside, outside, in front, behind. It gives him that leverage. And, you know, anybody who's going to be a down-the-field threat, like, coming out of college, you need to see them stack cornerbacks. Because if they can't stack at the next level, then they're not going to get down the field. They're not going to win those contested catches. And while Diami didn't really show off, like, that 50-50 ball, like, two guys jumping up in the air, um, ability to, like, dominate there, he still catches those balls without having to jump up for it. So while I'd like to see him get more physical with that, he had results. So I hope he realizes, you know, those results might not always come so easily in the NFL. Um, He's got to be a bit more physical down the field for those. Um, But he had good release, like I said, and that helps him with his stacking. I think he's underrated for his route running. You know, a lot of people look at him and they say, you know, it's a downfield, down the field threat guy. That's about all he is. You know, he's a home run threat. You know, could be like the next Henry Rugg or something, you know. But he's a lot more than that. I think his yeah. intermediate and under now, underneath, what's that say? Great route running. Yeah, he's a really good route runner. <laughs> and my, my player comparison will probably sound a little weird, but I think it is what Diamond Brown could turn into as he continues to develop his route running. Because Beckham. No. Oh, okay. But that's so, not bad. Well, I don't mind that, actually. I was um, just throwing it out there. <laughs> I think he could be a similar player, but a little bit faster, to Robert Woods. Okay. I think he has that ceiling for his route running. Mm -hmm. And it's something I saw develop a lot. I had my 2019 report on Dimey Brown, and I wasn't a huge fan of his. I I knew he was a down-the-field threat, but he really didn't have a great release. He didn't have great route running. And in 2020, he really improved upon those two things and showed that he is more than just a down-the-field threat guy. So... 
you know, with all of his tools and his size, he really could be a X receiver. He could be an alpha receiver on a team if he can become more physical, get rid of those focus drops, and improve that underneath route running. I think there's a lot of potential for him. Um, it's really just fixing those focus drops and being more physical. I think he could play, like you said, his route running is good. I think he could actually have some success in the slot as well, uh, moving inside mm-hmm. and outside. I think he could yeah. definitely be good for him if he he's versatile. Up. And yeah. you could put him on some screens, you know, or some sweeps. Get him the ball, manufacture some touches. The same thing they do with Robert Woods. I yeah. think I think it's a, he could be a very similar player. We uh, we have a question here from Mitch. He says he hasn't watched enough of them yet, but does he comp to a guy like Darnell Mooney? I don't. I think I Darnell Mooney is a bit more quick twitch. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. more quicker off the line. Yeah. I think he because uh, Darnell Mooney was kind of like KJ Hamler light to me last draft, and I think that kind of player is a bit more of a playmaker after the catch, and that is one of the things Dimey doesn't have. He's not big after the catch. You know, he catches the ball, he's either tackled at first contact, you know, just runs out of bounds. He's not someone who's gonna you know wiggle around, make people miss, and get down the field. So. Yeah. All right, so we got one more. And, uh, Nick, I'm going to switch it up here. I'm actually going to let Porkman talk about this guy first, and then we're going to go to you. We're going to have some deferring opinions here. So this is Daz Newsom, and he's also from North Carolina. He's 5'11", 190 pounds. In his collegiate career, he played 41 games, 188 receptions for 2,435 yards. He averaged 13 yards per reception and 18 touchdowns. He did in his career also have 20 carries for 178 yards and two touchdowns. Workman, Daz Newsom. You like him, right? Yes, I actually really love Daz Newsom. Uh, I know he's 5'10, but he, to me, he doesn't play at that height. Um, extremely versatile. Um, very, you can use him a lot of special teams as well. He had a couple good, um, he had a couple great um, punt returns on film that I did see. Um, but the one thing that I did see is the guy plays with a ton of swag, and he just—it he, seemed like he's just out there having fun playing football. <clears throat> um, his route running choice routes is amazing, in my opinion. <laughs> he does uh, he does really well out there. So when it comes down to him, I actually kind of like him a little bit more than Diami Brown. Um, he had a he had a slant route out there, <clears throat> he caught the ball and just jetted past everybody, and I really enjoyed all of that. So. Um, I'm probably going to have him ranked pretty high, and right now I think I got him like as my my five out of five, you know, bacon crisp of the year, Van Jefferson type guy. Oh, here we go. Oh, here bacon we go. Chris. That's we how much I like him because just because because just because of the swag that he has and his great route running, I think he can um, comp to like a how Brandon Ayuk was last year. Okay. All right, so we're going to go to the opposite end of the spectrum. And, Nick, you were not a Daz Newsome fan, you said. He's not six foot one. This is true. He's not six one. That's yeah. true. I have 5'11", though. Porkman might have shorted him an inch. Oh, I don't know, 5'10 Porkman. or 5'11". It just matter, man. Come on. I got 5'11". <laughs> I got 5'11", too. I got 5'11". Pork, you suck. He's kind of, to me, he's an exciting player, sure. He's got swag, but his prospect profile is kind of falls flat for me a little boring um i think he's he's been pretty consistent you know last year i think Diami had a few more targets um they wound up with the same amount of receptions but if you look at the yards you know daz was almost half the yards per reception as Diami. so 
when it gets to the next level, you know, can he fit into that kind of Jarvis Landry, just volume, short yardage role? I don't know if we'll ever get the opportunity to get that kind of target share in the NFL. So from a fantasy perspective, I mean, for PPR, it could be good, but I don't know if the ceiling's really there to bust the big plays. Um, another thing is he's a senior, and that just turns me off a little. Get 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 a little less excited for the senior citizens out there. Um, that's why Porg likes him. That, you didn't know that, yeah, that's why. Exactly. <laughs> 55 and over community. Nick, make sure you listen to next week's pod. All three wide receivers we're talking about are seniors. So, oof. <laughs> yeah, and one of them's a Michigan wide receiver too. I'll put that on to fall asleep, senioritis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not for the quality of the pod, just for the quality of the prospects. That's all it is. Pork <laughs> falls asleep all the time on here. No worries. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Right. That's what he's leaving for, right? A little cat nap. Yep. Got two kids. Like I need, I need to sleep when I can. I don't think Porkman actually sleeps. To be honest with you, I don't. Just delivers water throughout the night. <laughs> yep. <laughs> then I gotta use your bathroom, Nate, when I can. <laughs> I'm sorry, I kind of cut you off there. Did you have anything else to add to Daz before I get to us guys? Then? I guess I could throw a slightly hot take compared to Porkman's takes it. on Daz, which is one QB league, twelve teams, three rounds. I don't know if I'm drafting him at all. So you're out on him, one quarterback league in the first three rounds. I think he's close to being end of the third for me, but he could easily fall out. We'll we'll see what happens from now till the draft. But uh, bad landing spot. I might not really be interested at all in a in a three round draft. You know, four rounds he'd get in there. So you're saying he's kind of landing spot dependent for you? I think so. Partly just being that he's on the cusp of, you know. Am I interested or not? And I think, yeah, he needs, he's going to need to be fed a lot of targets. So he's going to need to be an offense that has that available to him. Is there one team in particular, just off the top of your head, that would excite you? Like if he went to maybe the Packers, would you get excited more about that? I could with the Packers. I mean, Rodgers is, he's looking locked in. So yeah, I think the Packers could get a little excited. That, that would definitely bump him up into the third round for me. Um, but I still don't know if I'd go much farther than that. Okay. All right. There we go. So we got some uh, deferring opinions here. But now, uh, because I continuously keep forgetting about Nate for some reason, why don't we next and talk about some jazz news? All right. So coming off my 2019 reports, I had Daz Newsom rated higher than Dimey Brown. Dami Brown definitely showed more improvement in 2020, though. Mm-hmm. So Dami Brown is above him going into the this offseason. But I do love me some Daz Newsome. Um, I understand both sides of this story, though, because he is going to be limited to, you know, the Jarvis Landry role. That's what he is. He's that slot receiver, that kind of like PPR great, you know, if he's getting the volume. But if not, then like, what are you doing playing him in your flex spot? Um, you know, he could be anywhere between Hunter Renfro, Jarvis Landry, anything like that. So it really does depend on his landing spot. But he does have that swag. He does have that, you know, that work ethic, that hustle out there. And he also made one of the best catches of the year in the bowl game. Um, I mean, it was incredible. So this guy's hands are great. I think he's one of the best route runners in the class. He's out mm-hmm. there just putting cornerbacks in the slot, you know, putting them in the blender, turn them around. He's, he's going out there and hustling every play. I love to see that. They used him with some sweeps. They got him the ball. Um, he's yeah. not the big play waiting to happen like Dimey Brown, but he's more than solid. So 
as much as I like him as a NFL draft prospect, he's a little bit worse off in fantasy because he does need that volume. He's not going to get you a ton of yardage. He's going to be that PPR guy if he gets in a passing offense that's going to use him like that. So he can't be the number one. Um, he needs to be the number three most likely, maybe a number two depending on the offense, but he's probably going to end up being that number three slot receiver. So he needs a high volume landing spot. Okay. Um, the only thing I really have to add, and Chev, we're going to kick it to you then, is I, I like he's a little cocky. You know, after mm-hmm. a play, he gets up and he's he's jawing at the defensive back right away. You know, say, I got you, man. <laughs> I, I love that. But, Chev, what are your thoughts? Dude, when I was watching his film, man, he took some gnarly hits. Uh, man, mm-hmm. he was getting flipped over people. He was getting smacked around. But the dude kept getting up. He's a small stature guy. Uh, so I know he's got that toughness. So that's something that's really positive for him. I think he does have that swagger, man. He's not going to be the deep guy that you're, you want. Uh, if mm-hmm. you're looking for that, it's not him. He's going to be that short route guy. Uh, I think if a coach can get him in space a lot, he can make some guys miss and make things happen. Uh, but other than that, um, I'm, I'm, I see a short route guy that is not going to do very much, in my opinion. I think uh, I'm probably not going to touch him very early in the drafts, probably like what Dynasty Stone said, probably take him a little bit later. Uh, if he's available, but I think he did. He has that swagger, man. That's something you really look for. I think he can do some damage in a uh, punt return and kick return if he gets the opportunity. So I think he, he can do some good damage in special teams for sure. Okay. All right, great. So does anyone have anything else that they want to add about any of these three prospects? Yes. So <laughs> now that we've got to look at the USC team, the UNC team a little bit, looking for the 2022 draft class. Would you mm-hmm. rather have Sam Howe or Slovis? Slovis. Oh, I think that's uh, – I would probably say Slovis. Yeah. Howe threw the ball like 400 miles per hour to <laughs> do some one play. It hit his hands. It traveled all the way to Diaby Brown, bro. It literally went through both of their hands. You know, I did see that. That was on the left side of the field, right, Chef? Yes. He threw I was it to like, his left. Yeah, that was nuts. So I will say, I will say how has a a really good deep ball because I do agree with you, Nate. He has a really good deep ball, but everything else is just it's just average. And Slovis, I'm not really that high on Slovis either. It's just I don't know. Sam Howe is just different. And obviously, our opinions could change between now and then too. Well, obviously, yeah. There's Linda, my girl, Linda, checking in. Check out Linda. At Lindellians on Twitter. This isn't quite a truly, but it'll do. It's just as awful. <laughs> I'm I'm really interested to see what Sam Howell does with all of his weapons gone. You know, Dimey Brown, mm-hmm. Daz Newsom, Javante Williams, and Michael Michael Carter. That's a lot of offense to lose. That's basically their entire offense. Yeah. So next year, you know, it's the, it's Sam Howell's third year. It's his year to be eligible for the draft. Really important year, mm-hmm. and he's losing his entire offense. So it's going to be. Really, yeah. really important for him to just you know chug through it and you know still show up. So His draft stock could go up or go down. He's, he's playing North Carolina. You know Slovis over there. You know he's lost. You know Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Tyler Vaughns, but USC is just full of five star prospects. So mm-hmm. you know it in one door out the other. You know it doesn't matter over there at USC, but UNC. You know it's a little bit harder. They got the Jordan brand though. They're Gucci. <laughs> They got it. <laughs> they have Dimey Brown's little brother. So oh, we'll see. Okay. 
He looked good in the bowl game. Right. I like it. Good stuff. So anyone else have anything else to add? Go get the Dynasty GM. Yes, get the Dynasty oh, yeah. GM. <laughs> All right. It's worth it. And the film room is great too, man. Oh, yeah. That's where I watch all my film. I know oh, yeah. some other people, the astronauts, they have some film on YouTube, which is nice. Uh, so go yeah, go get pack. that. Pack, go, man. Yeah, go get that film room, man. It's worth it. Dynasty GM is great. Like they said, like I'm trying to put together a trade, make sure I'm not really trying to screw somebody over too much. But, you know, you got to win those <laughs> trades, right? So. You got to win them. If you got to screw them over, that's fine. You got to make sure your first offer isn't too much of a low ball. <laughs> yeah. That's right. There you, there you go. Well, if you don't ever want to get screwed over on a trade, don't trade with Garrett Price because he's going to take <laughs> you to the cleaners no matter what it is. Malone um, Mahler. That's right. But before we head out, <laughs> I believe you have something for us, correct? Yes, sir. Give me one second. Let me pull it up. Pork, you got any greasy takes, man, for this next couple games this week? I think to me it's going to be pretty much chalk. I don't know how you guys feel about the Packers. In Tampa Bay game, but I think uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to pull it out and go to the Super Bowl. And I got the Chiefs, obviously, against the Bills. I think it's going to be a close game, though. Uh, it's going to be depending on uh, Pat Mahomes. <clears throat> um, I heard he has a toe injury, too, that I didn't know about. So he has a, he has the toe and uh, the concussion, which they said it was a kind of a – might be a stinger. I think they were just trying to play it off a bit. But uh, So I got I got Chiefs and Packers. In two weeks, and then we'll yeah. see from there. I think the uh, Packers-Bucks game, that really comes down to Vita Vea. Um, mm-hmm. He is eligible to come off IR, and they have until Saturday to decide, so tomorrow. Um, but that defense has looked completely different without him. Mm-hmm. They were like one of the top-run defenses last year and going into this year for the first couple games, and then once they lost him, their run defense just really struggled up the middle. And if they bring him back, you know, all of a sudden the Packers can't run with Aaron Jones nearly as easily. It's going to be a very different game if he's healthy and playing. Mm-hmm. And, and Devin White coming back. Devin White coming back last week, too. That helped yeah. out a ton. He's probably the best linebacker, honestly. He's so good, man. But you got Sue versus Rodgers. That, that's a little rivalry there. Sue's been a little dangerous to Rodgers, so I'll be watching that. I, I think I'm the AFC game, man, I think that could be – better than the Super Bowl, in my opinion. I think this is going to be an absolute insane game. I think points left and right. Uh, it's, going so. to be, it's going to be fun. So take the over, right, Nate? Yeah, let's <laughs> take the over there. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, are you ready for the verse, boys? I'm absolutely ready. Bring them on. All right, let's do it. We got First John 3.18. It says, dear, dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Uh, words are great to say, uh, but I really trust somebody when I see their actions, when they're doing something about something. Uh, the actions is what really matters, in my opinion. Uh, we can say all that we want to say, uh, but if we don't put any action to it, uh, we're not breaking anything down. We're not doing anything for the better or the good. Uh, words don't do much. Actions do. So uh, go love somebody this week. Go buy them a meal. Buy a meal at Starbucks. I mean, do whatever you got to do. Show some love. And uh, be all be all about that uh, that acting, guys. Don't be just talking about it. Act about it. That's mm-hmm. right. Great words there. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Anyone can say anything on a keyboard or on your phone. It doesn't really matter. You know, actions do speak louder than words. So, um, fantastic, Chev and Nick. Thank you again so much for joining us. 
and tell everybody again where they could find and follow you on Twitter. You could find me at Dynasty Stump. Uh, follow me there for hopefully more positive Jets tweets in this coming year and uh, news about the Dynasty GM. All right. Well, listen, you got uh, you guys got the guy that I wanted for the Eagles head coaching job. So I think you got a good one there in the lab. But um, Nick, you want Zach Wilson or Justin Fields? I want Deshaun Watson, but <laughs> I <laughs> think good answer. That, I'm going to stick with that for now. Yeah. Hey, that's what you want. That's what you want. Very good. So the Jets have the picks. He just needs to approve it, which I don't think he would. I think Miami. That's my guess, yeah. but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, could be San Francisco too. Would be quite dangerous. That'd be unfair. It, it yeah. really it would. Yeah. Very unfair. Yeah, but uh, so make sure you follow Nick. Check out everything he's doing. And Chev, where can we find you on Twitter? Until next week. Yeah, we'll say the Bears do want Deshaun Watson as well. We want a second <laughs> chance at that. So, uh, but you can find me at Chev Boyardee, Boy with an I. Keep in mind, I believe hasn't Mitchell Trubisky won as many playoff games as Deshaun Watson? Though, so. yeah, but we got zero wins, and Deshaun's got zero wins. So, hey, maybe we made the right pick. We let our guy go, though. So, there you go. <laughs> uh, and Nate, where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at Nate NFL. Uh, Ravens don't need Deshaun Watson, so it's okay. <laughs> All right, how about yourself? Where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me at FF Porkman on Twitter. And um, do the Eagles want to show Watson too, Mike? Probably. <laughs> you should take it. <laughs> you can't have a quarterback back hey, for you without just, opponents. Straight, straight up, uh, just straight swap. Wentz Carson and Hurts. Yeah, Wentz and Hurts for Watson. I, I don't even care at this point. <laughs> and Nate Gary. Nate Gary. Yes, yes, yes. Slide Nate Gary in there. He's a conditional you. seventh rounder. I'll take that. <laughs> You're making my blood pressure raise. I don't need to give them a seventh rounder if they if they take Gary. Exactly. But what I do want you to do and what I do care about is head on over to patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind. Check out all of our ex- just amazing content. We're about to go record a Patreon episode right now, which you won't get to hear unless you sign up. There's two tiers, five or eight dollars a month. Until next time, you can follow me on Twitter at the Empire 85, but I'd prefer you follow the show at Dynasty Rewind. Thank you again to our awesome guest, Nick. We're going to see him again soon someday. And until next week, everyone, be kind. Please rewind. Thank you for watching and thank you for listening. Go get Dynasty.